Are you running on a financial treadmill? We're going to understand why. Stay tuned. From Philadelphia, the home of the Liberty Bell, Financial Freedom Radio starts now. Here's your host, Raymond Jewell. Welcome, everybody, to Financial Freedom Radio. We are blessed that you're here and uh, and just thankful that you're taking the time out of your day to, to watch us and to listen to this information. Uh, if you want to get on the list and get these shows when they first get posted, go to youtube.com forward slash Financial Freedom Radio and click the bell. And that will let you know when we post the videos. Also, share with your friends, like and share and whatever else you do, spread the word. We work off referrals and we want to get this information out to as many people as we can. And you're going to love this show today. But let's say hello to our illustrious producer, Stevie. Morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Fingers having a little trouble hitting the buttons? Yeah, I had my mic muted and I... Tried to fix it before you brought it to everyone's attention. Thank you very much. <laughs> so we're going to talk today, Steve. You're going to love this. You know, people have been asking us um, these black holes. We're talking about black holes, financial black holes. What are they? I mean, you know, people equate black holes, I guess, with science and, you know, universe and that kind of stuff. They've so I thought I'd highly- break it. They've been highly talked about episodes. That is for sure some of our most talked about episodes. Yeah, so I thought I'd break it down very simply and let's just talk about, uh, let's let's look at it like uh, holes in the bucket. And uh, if you were to have a bucket and you put water in that bucket that and that bucket had holes in it, you would, uh, it would leak out. But you know how much, water and how much force you can put into that bucket and maintain a level of water, even though there's holes in it. And that's your financial world. We, you put uh, income into your bucket and you know how much income you can put in there, even with the holes to maintain a lifestyle. So let's look at a slide. I think this slide will explain it a lot better to you. If we have a financial bucket, and forgive the blurriness, but um, uh, I've been using this slide for many, many years, and uh, I got it off of PowerPoint, so. But um, if you were to look at your financial world in a financial bucket, and you put money into that bucket, all that money would leak out. It's and so you know how much money to put into that bucket to maintain a lifestyle, as I just said. So we run around on this treadmill, making sure that we're pumping enough money into that bucket to make sure that we have a, a good lifestyle. And sometimes the holes get ahead of us. And when that happens, we get into financial peril. So we, we recognize that there are holes in the bucket and we put money in it. But we love to eliminate the holes in the bucket. If you look back a hundred years, no, maybe longer, back into before 1914, the United States ran off of tariffs. That was their income source. They didn't tax people. They charged tariffs to people selling goods. And so we, uh, we didn't have income tax. So wealthy people could build 
these huge mansions because they had very few holes in their bucket. And so they spent their money and they didn't have somebody else punching holes in the bottom of their bucket. So you can leave that up, Steve, because I'm going to get to it in just a second. Sorry. But uh, so let's look at what the holes in the bucket are. And I've talked about this before. Taxes, they're a hole in the bucket. We, we get taxed on pretty much everything. If you were to total up taxes, I bet they're about 50 or 60%. I mean, you got income tax, you've got the federal income tax, you got state income tax, you got sales tax, you got tolls on the highway. You could just keep going and total them up. And I bet 50% or more of our income has, is, is, is affected by holes in a bucket. So taxes. And then we have cost. We have to buy things. So we go and we, we, uh, we buy something which becomes a cost because it is a, a, uh, it becomes a hole. We know we like a car, a car we need, that's a cost. And then when we pay for that car, we pay, uh, most of the time people pay interest. So you've got that hole in the bucket. Then there's a lost opportunity cost. Now, financial planners, around the world will not talk to you like this, I, I would bet. They don't know about all of these holes in the bucket. They don't recognize them because they're product pushers and not problem solvers. So what happens is they ignore these because they, they're not aware of them. But in economics, we look at the holes in the bucket. Lost opportunity costs. Anytime you spend money and you get nothing back, that is a cost. What could you have earned if you were to put that into growth somewhere? So when you pay your taxes, that's a cost. When you buy a car, that's a cost. You have to recognize, is that cost more important than putting the money in the bank? So lost opportunity cost is real. And if you're in business and you're spending money to grow your business, are you going to get a return for that dollar you spent? Is that dollar going to be really working hard for you? And if not, people recognize maybe they shouldn't spend it. Inflation is another one. We call that the stealth tax. So when you have inflation, inflation can can cost you a huge amount of money. Look at look at the value of the dollar out into the future. It just keeps depreciating, depreciating, depreciating. And so inflation's real. And if you don't believe me, go to the grocery store and see what a box of cereal cost and look at what it cost 10 years ago. What the government tells us is inflation isn't always true because if you get increases in goods and services that you're buying, Many times those increases are, are at a higher number than what the inflation, the government says it is. The government looks at a basket of goods and services and they determine from that basket of goods. But that's not always a good representation of the, gov of the economy. A lot of times, I don't think, I don't know if they still do it or not, but a lot of times they would put military weapons in the basket of goods. Well, how does that affect me? It doesn't. So we have to look at inflation as, as a real tax, a real hole in the bucket. 
And then we've got propensity to consume. We all are consumers. Some consume more than others. It's a huge hole depending on if you're a consumer or not. Conspicuous consumption. The manufacturers of goods and services know that people want to consume. Some consume more than others. And so uh, we, they, they will target those people. I have a propensity to consume, Steve will attest to this, shiny objects on the internet. They'll say, oh, this will launch your business higher and greater, blah, blah, blah. And I call Steve and he says, stop. That's propensity to consume. Right, Steve? Yep. <laughs> so it's, it's sometimes I do it anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, it's uh, it's just we all consume. Look at the iPhone 11. I went out and I bought an iPhone 10 only because my iPhone 6 got really old and it slowed down. Little did I know that that was Apple slowing the thing down. So so I would go out and buy a new one, and they had, they had to stop it. But I bought a 10, and then a year later they came out with an 11. Propensity to consume whether you need it or not. They know that people are going to consume and it's a huge hole in the bucket. Then we've got technological change, which is the same example I can use for Apple. They change technology. What's that law, Steve, in uh, computers about the speed and the oh, type Boyle's of computer? Law. Yeah, what is that? Uh, I don't remember exactly, but it's something like the speed doubles like every eight every months 18. or some every eighteen months or something, yeah, something like that. Yeah, technological change. I mean, look at what we're doing here. I'm doing a show on on YouTube, and it's being seen by people all over the world. Many years twenty years ago, I couldn't do this, and the technology has changed. We, right now, uh, as of this date, which is uh, the 2nd of September, 2020, we're all suffering through this COVID-19 virus. And people have been told, encouraged to stay uh, social distance away from people. So we're using technology to run businesses. And so what's gonna come out of this is people are gonna learn that they can be more efficient with fewer people. So technological change can bite us in the backside sometimes, but it cost us in other times. Hey, I'm then we've jump, got. I'm going to jump in here real quick before we get all the haters on YouTube. Uh, it's not Boyle's law; that's a gas law. It's Moore's law. I was wrong. So there you go, YouTube people. I was wrong. It's called Moore's law. Okay, Moore's law. Correction. So, uh, and, and I'm glad we're, we're having this on tape because he rarely says he's wrong. So <laughs> well, that's because I'm rarely wrong. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Moore's law, Moore expected that the rate of technological progress is going to be controlled from financial reality. I don't know what that means, but that's what it says. Yeah. So let's go to planned obsolescence. Products breaking down. You go in, my favorite one, is the washer and dryer. My wife runs that pretty much every day. And it take it gets a beating. And so 
it, the last one lasted for like five years. And then the guy comes out and he goes, well, uh, we got to put a new motor in and that's going to cost you $500. I said, crap, the wa new washer doesn't even cost that much. So I went out and I bought a new washer and dryer. I didn't need a new dryer, but they matched and, you know, planned obsolescence products breaking down. Now, I have a 10 year warranty on this. It's an LG, but nothing's breaking down now, but it's, it's, it's getting into five years old. We'll see. It's a, it's a planned aftermarket. They all understand the aftermarket and, and a whole new era. You pay money for a, a machine, a car, a washer and dryer, TV, whatever it is. And then when it breaks, you've got to decide, do I want to get a new one or do I want to pay to have somebody fix this? Which is more cost effective? It's another hole in a bucket. So we identify all these holes in the bucket. We make sure that we get them all and our models are structured for this. So when you're going through life and you've got these holes in the bucket, it's very hard to win. Now, when you invest in financial products like, like mutual funds, they got holes in the bucket because they got hidden fees and charges. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me. Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me, folks. I just, every now and then, that's what getting old does. So they've got these holes in the bucket that, that are, are cost built into cost built into the products and you don't know them. if you uh, if you're in the stock market every time you trade there's a commission any product that you have has a cost in it and so you still got holes in the bucket and most of the time the financial people ignore taxes cost, lost opportunity cost, inflation, propensity to consume, planned obsolescence, technological change. What we do is we patch the holes in the bucket. Next slide, please. Steve, there you go, thank you. We patch the holes in the bucket. So when we look at the bucket now, a trickle fills it. You don't have to work as hard, but if you're going to work that hard, you can, you can know that you've eliminated as best as you can, all the holes in the bucket. You've minimized taxes. You've minimized cost. You've, you've minimized your lost opportunity cost. You've minimized inflation, you get inflation to work for you instead of against you. Propensity to consume. You've already planned that. Technological change, that's part of your plan. You've, you've plugged that hole and planned obsolescence. When you know they're coming, you can avoid them. But if you don't know that they're coming, it's like driving a car down the road. You look way down the road to the, as far as you could see, and you'll be going down the road and you'll see a pothole coming before you get there and you can go around it. Pothole is a hole in the bucket. But if you're looking right over the hood and driving, you don't see that pothole because you're focused on trying to keep the car straight. And it's very hard. And when that pothole, when you hit that pothole, 
your brain just said you hit the Grand Canyon because it's, it's devastating in your mind. We are driving the car look in our financial world, looking right over the hood. We're not looking way down the road. When you look way down the road to the end, as far as you can see, then you can see the eroding factors or the holes in the bucket coming and you can avoid them. And that's what our simulator does. We put everything in a financial simulator and simulate the future and show you how to plug the holes in the bucket. So I hope this helps as far as giving you an idea of, of what we're talking about, the financial treadmill, uh, the holes in the bucket, patching them. And most financial planners will not share this with you because they're not trained to focus on these. This is economics. And we, our model, when we put our clients through it, whether you make $30,000 or $300,000 or 3 million or 30 million, you've got holes in the bucket. And usually they amount to 10 to 20% of your gross income. So if you wanna know why you're on the treadmill, this is why and you want to patch the, the bucket. If you have interest in this, you can go to raymondjewel.com forward slash meet and just put a put your phone number and your name in there and, uh, and I'll call you and we'll go through this. But we want to make sure that you're serious. So when we confirm that meeting, it's got to be confirmed. Otherwise, no phone call. Because we get we we get a lot of people asking these questions. I'll find you a person that does this in your local area if you're interested. If you want to work with our team, that's fine. But in in any way, at least we can have a dialogue, and I can point you in the right direction. So we and we don't charge for for this. I do it as long as time will permit me to do it. So uh, that's what, in a nutshell, the takeaway here is you want to patch the holes in the bucket. So if you're going to go to a financial planner and you're going to sit down with a financial planner, ask them, I want you to patch the holes in the bucket. How are you going to do this? And I want to simulate it out into the future to see how it works. They may not be able to do it if they're practicing the leap process then they will be able to help you. And Steve, can we roll that video? I just want to do this. I, I know I said I wasn't going to do it, but can we um, can we show that video? Because this, this is uh, a nutshell of what we're going to do. And what if we can't save enough money? What if our investments don't hurt if we live longer than 35 years? What if we live longer than 35 years into retirement? What if we can't save enough money? What if we live longer than 35 years into retirement? What if we can't retire at 65 like we planned? What if our investments don't earn enough? Or what, or what if, if something, something unexpected, unexpected happens? You can't predict where your financial plan will be years from now, but you can plan for the unknowns by creating a strategy to deal with them. 
The financial planning world is a flurry of contradictions, full of confusing and conflicting information, and many people don't know what to do. Leap can help you balance your insurance policies, retirement accounts, investments, income, and any loans you may have. And it helps you balance your financial plan. But it's so much more than that. Leap can help you make better financial decisions so that you can handle the what ifs. No more contradicting advice, no more confusing information. Just an efficient and coordinated plan for financial success. Isn't it time for sane, sound, and simple financial decision making? So there you go, it's the leap process. And uh, if you Google it, be careful because you're gonna trip over leapfrog, which is some child's education course. So it's leap systems. But uh, if you wanna give me a, uh, if you want to talk, just go to RaymondJewel.com forward slash meet and we'll um, we'll get together. So I want to thank you all for coming. I hope you found this information valuable and uh, we, we look forward to having you here. Please pass this show on to other people so that you can share this information with them and not keep it a secret. And we'll see you back here next week. FinancialFreedomRadio.com. Take care. God bless. Thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. If you want to learn how to create real sustainable wealth like the extremely rich people do, or maybe you just want to sustain the wealth you already have, you need to check out Dr. Ray's new book, Why the Rich are Rich. Ray's been coaching clients for 35 years and has completely unlocked the secret strategies that rich people use day in and day out to grow and sustain their wealth, regardless of what's going on in the economy. His book is completely free, and you can get it by going to whythericharerich.com and entering your email address. Again, that's whythericharerich.com. Head over there now.